Hello and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide and friend, and today we continue with Lesson 11, A Meditation into the Heart of Christ, Section 2, titled, Here is the Place of Certainty, Power, and Fulfillment. Who doesn't want more of that? And we're going to pick up the middle of paragraph 21. So I'm actually going to read paragraph 20 and 21, and then the prayer that Jeshua offers us. And we'll talk about the prayer today. So in paragraph 20, Jeshua is saying, you can realize the incarnation of Christ by coming to dwell in the heart of Christ until every step, every word, and every gesture flows from this deep and silent and perfect place until its voice is the only one upon which you act. Even as the thoughts of the world stream through your brain mind, even as the sensory data are received through the cellular structures of the nervous system of the body, you can relinquish these things and act only from that depth of perfect wisdom, perfect safety, and perfect peace. Let this be a time of thanksgiving. Will it be that time in which you truly give thanks for the grace that sets you free? Will you honor that grace by descending the stairway to the quiet places of the heart in each of your days? So these questions lead up to this prayer that Jeshua is offering us. And this whole thing, again and again and again, repetition is good. Things that get repeated, get remembered, and get embodied is about making the time for yourself five minutes to reside as Christ. It's not all day. It's not even an hour a day at first. You're being invited just to slow down. We are so busy in our life with our to-do lists and our bills and our deadlines and obligations and overcommitments and just all these things. We get caught up in it. It's very easy. I know it is for me to get caught up. I've got four kids, schools, you know, a couple of different businesses that my wife and I run, you know, a house, a dog, a family that lives close by. There's lots of activities. There's lots of things to have the calendar full. And if I'm not making this time, which for me, I say, and I want to show by my actions is the most important time. Because it really, everything else that happens in my life rests on this foundation of love, of conscious awareness of what's really happening. That I'm in an earth school and that things aren't just, it's not linear time where things happen and I react. But my kingdom, my peace, an everlasting peace is available to me when But it's not out there. It's not in the money. It's not in when all my problems are finally solved and all the fires are put out and and my kids are grown and they're happy and healthy. Life seems to happen and it's always something that's going to get our attention. There's lots of distractions out in the world. Well, this is important. Well, this is important. Then you got to save for retirement or make sure you don't have a make sure you don't have a debt and your car needs a new transmission and uh, all these things that come up in life. So there's never peace. You're always waiting for the, you know, grass is greener on the other side. You're always waiting for that time when you can finally rest and it's just nonstop. 
So making the whole point of this little rant is impressing upon you that these five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes in your 24 hours are the most important way that you could ever spend your time. Because it helps you experience all the rest of your time from a totally, from a timeless perspective, from a different perspective of timelessness, of you really only ever have one choice to make. That's it. Love or fear. Open or closed. Surrendering, allowing, receiving, or closing, controlling, manipulating, efforting. It's really all the same choice in different form. So these meditations, these prayers are are really, they're encouragements because no one's doing it for you. Jeshua can't force you to do this. God can't force you to do this. Your gurus and your spouses and your dead ancestors and everyone can't force, and your angels and your aliens, they can't force you to make this time and make this a priority in your life. It's got to come from within you. And that's the empowering part. And sometimes that takes months, years, decades, lifetimes to see that there really is no other choice. You can choose to delay as much as you want, but at some point you're going to say, I'm ready. And you're going to commit because you're tired of all the nonsense. You're tired of the games. You're tired of the hamster wheel. So here's the prayer that Jeshua offers us. It's beautiful. I am loved, I am loving, and I am lovable forever. I am that I am, infinite awareness, birthless, deathless, that which embraces the dream of space and time and looks lovingly upon all harmless and neutral events. Even the body is no longer mine. It merely arises and passes away, while I, the creator of all creation, inform it with the awareness of perfect forgiveness, perfect peace, and the fulfillment of love. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of space and time, fear arises not within me. For all good things are in my safekeeping, stored where moth and dust cannot corrupt, where thieves cannot break in to steal. Here alone is the treasure that I seek no longer because I have found. I mean, come on, that is beautiful. And let's look at it. So this is kind of the, the mantra, the prayer that Jeshua has given us in this lesson. I am loved, I am loving, and I am lovable forever. Are you, I'm gonna invite you to say this on the daily to remember this, to write it down, put it on a sticky note and put it in your car, put it in front of your computer, put it on your phone home screen, say it over and over in your meditations. I am loved and feel it. I am loved. When I did this this morning before making this podcast and I said, I am loved and I just opened and felt, it felt like a warm hug from the entire universe around me. When I said and felt I am loving, I felt this, like a sun in my heart, emanating out, radiating out into the universe. And I am lovable forever. 
no matter what I do, no matter what I think, no matter how less than or more than I think I am, I'm lovable forever by love itself. The nature of itself is to love. The nature of water is to be wet. The nature of love is to love. And that is God, the universe, source. That is you. You're a wave, an emanation of love in this cosmic ocean of love. It's all energy of love expressed in different ways and different forms with different levels of consciousness and awareness. One is not better or worse than the other. I am lovable forever. Feel that. And if that's hard for you to feel, pretend. Imagine if you think that, oh, that must come so easy for Jason, but it doesn't come for me. Then here's what you do. In your meditation, when you say this, even if you're just sitting in your car at a red light, you can have your eyes open. You can say silently or loud, I am lovable forever. And imagine what you think I feel like when I say that. Imagine what you think Jesus, Jeshua, Yeshua feels like when he says that. When any person who you feel like, oh, they believe it, they feel it, they know it, but I don't, just imagine what they feel like. Amma, the hugging scene, if she would think I'm lovable forever. Oh my gosh, I just got like an, a feeling of this warm blanket and this rejoicing to source. I am that I am. You know, I wondered about this for a while and I like didn't get it in my brain. And then I started to feel it and got the info, like understood it at a deeper level. And maybe this is so simple because it's something you hear all the time. I am that I am. It's in the Bible. You hear it all in spiritual teachings. And it helps when I when I look at the words and the writing and the intention of it. I am, capital I, because we're starting, and you know, I is always capital when you're talking about oneself. But the M is lowercase. So I am. It's like the I'm acknowledging that I exist. And the lowercase a is like, and I'm a wave in the cosmic ocean of love. I'm a thought of love in form. There's lots of thoughts of love in different forms. So I, I am, I exist. I am that, and the that is capital T. I mean, again, this whole podcast was about kind of breaking down and studying the way of master. If you don't have the book in front of you, it might be a little harder to follow along because I'm looking at it. So bear with me. I am that I am. The that is capitalized. The I is obviously capitalized. And the A in M is capitalized. So it's like acknowledging that I am. I am a wave, an emanation, an expression, like a wave of love in the ocean of love. I am that I am. The one and if I have an awareness that I am, and if I have a presence, an awareness that I exist, that I, I be, I'm being, that I am that in the cosmic ocean of awareness, in God's I amness, in God's awareness, in source's awareness of itself, and everything that is in existence is an expression of that I am God source level awareness. There really is no separation. There really is no difference. The wave is still the ocean. 
So our ego mind, our separation, the part of us is so focused on this body, I'm a separate being, I am not Jeshua, I am not my wife, I'm not my kids, I'm not a tree, I'm not any of those things, I'm me, I'm this body, I'm this separate thing, this ego personality. That's one level of consciousness. As we are being invited to expand into a higher level of awareness, a deeper level of awareness, a more holistic level of awareness, we realize that the wave is the ocean. It's all the same. And spoiler alert, at the end of the way of mastery, Jeshua is so bold to say that you are God. You're God in expression. Not big G cap, oh, well, if I'm God, then I want $10 million and I want a, the perfect spouse and I want a six pack abs and I, I want what I want. Like, it's not genie in a bottle. Because that's, again, all coming from the small self. So I am that I am. Infinite awareness, no limits, infinite awareness of consciousness, birthless deathless to the ego, to our kind of everyday thinking mind. This stuff doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It's beyond like comprehension. We can kind of get an idea. We know the words and the meaning of the words, but that's why reading this, when you move from intellectualizing it to kind of softening that and opening to more of a feeling of what you're reading, of what's being communicated to you, your experience of this teaching is gonna be, I would think, different. Mine is, because I'm very intellectual, overthinker is anonymous, that's me. A part of me, another part of me, just feels all of this and rejoices. Birthless, deathless. That which embraces the dream of space and time doesn't reject it, doesn't fight it, doesn't argue with it, how often do you do that? How often do I do that? We do that. We argue with this dream of space and time, try and manipulate to make it be what we want or fight against it, think it's bad, think we did something wrong to get punished. Fighting space and time. And Jeshua is inviting us to the I am embraces the dream of space and time and looks lovingly upon all harmless and neutral events. And reminder, all events are neutral. If we are identifying with our personal small self, our physical frail human bodies, piece of bones and a brain that's very fragile, there are threats everywhere, physical threats. I could walk out into traffic, get hit by a car or a bus or a train or whatever, dead. I could jump off the roof of a building on my head, dead, you know, meaning like not in a body anymore. This, this physical body is very frail. It's also very resilient. But it's like a lot of physical threats out in the world. A lot of, a lot of lions and tigers and bears out there. A lot of emotional threats. Oh, my gosh. This person isn't isn't loving me the way that I want them to. How dare they? My my mother, my father didn't love me the way that I deserved to be loved. How dare them? My boss isn't appreciating me for the value and the hard work that I put into my company to to the company. How dare he or she? There's threats everywhere. Psychological threats. I mean, just turn on the news. It's like one big psychological operation. <laughs> it's insane. 
in the world, it's nothing but threats. And we wonder why we're all ADHD, because we're trying to distract and numb ourselves from feeling, from the ego feeling of, holy shit, what is happening? My body's freaking out because everything's a threat to me. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. Well, in truth, there's really no threats to you spiritually. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. First line in A Course in Miracles. So the ego doesn't, everything's a threat. And there's nothing that's neutral. I gotta, I, I gotta give a meaning to everything. It's not neutral. Look, how is it neutral that I got fired from my job? How is it neutral that uh, all these innocent people died in Israel, got murdered in Israel? How is it neutral that a lot of people in Palestine are being murdered? How is it neutral that there's still slaves in modern day uh, the world? There's slaves everywhere. Sex slaves, working slaves, there's little kids working in, dis in heinous conditions in mines to mine out the metals for our phones and our laptops. Like, this, this isn't a neutral world. My kingdom is not of this world. Now, some could say this is denial. Where do you want to live? Do you want to live in the world? Or, you know, it's like, again, my, I'm in the world, but not of the world. From one perspective, this world is a cruel, dark, heartless, cold place of dog-eat-dog. That is, some people live in that reality. Most of the world lives in that reality and tries to make the best of it. And, and we can all relate to that. We, Anyone listening to this, if you're, and that's part of the coming into the human experience. That's part of being here in earth schools. It feels like that. We get caught up in it. And... The joy of awakening, teachings of Jeshua and many other masters who were awake, who were showing us the way for freedom, for peace, that you are in the world, but not of the world, that you are seem to be inhabiting a body, but you are not the body. It's not what you are. So, so our brain doesn't get this. Let's just acknowledge that and then open our heart to it and be open. I am that I am, God, infinite awareness, birthless, deathless, that which embraces the dream of space and time, embrace it. Why? I wouldn't reject or fight or deny it. That gives it power. I'm embracing all things. And I look lovingly upon all harmless and neutral events. So if I'm not experiencing it as harmless or neutral, it's not the thing, it's my perception. It's the context I'm holding about things, about life. And it's okay, we get caught up. That's why these meditations, these prayers, these teachings are here to show us a new way of seeing that sets you free. Even the body is no longer mine. This prayer, even the body is no longer mine. You notice that Jeshua is not saying even my body is no longer mine. And I can't remember which lesson that was earlier on. But th there's a real reason we say the instead of my, because it starts to lessen the attachment that we have to this form. It's the body, it's not my body. When I say my body, oh my gosh, all of a sudden I gotta protect it, it's mine, I can lose it. Uh, all these threats out there. But if I say the body, I'm acknowledging it's just this, this vehicle I'm in right now. It's just a communication device. It's just th this thing I seem to be inhabiting. It's less personal, so it feels like there's less to lose. But I can still enjoy it. I can still be in it and be in the world. 
Even the body is no longer mine. I'm surrendering up to the divine. Use me, direct me, guide me. Surrendering up to my higher self. It merely arises and passes away. The body merely arises and passes away while I, the creator of all creation, inform it. So this body is just a temporary communication device, a temporary learning device. That's what Jesher's been saying from the beginning. When we're out in the world going about our groceries, driving our car, doing all these things, we think we're the body, we get caught up in it. When we slow down, when we go within, when we meditate, when we become very present, we realize that we reside, we're not in this, but we're not trapped in a body, in our brain. We, we reside well beyond that. We're, when you dream, where do you think you, you think it's just all the electrical impulses, very physical in the brain and you're still limited, you're still trapped in the body, but the brain is just creating these things? Or maybe you reside outside of the body and you can travel and go and experience other worlds, other dimensions in the divine cosmos, other experiences. Some people say that you're free when you're dreaming and when you quote unquote wake up, you actually... <laughs> Then you're in the dream. The waking dream, as Jeshua calls it. So when we can see the body is not personal as a communication device, it merely arises, it's here, and then it passes away, but it's not who we are. While I, the creator of all creation, Jeshua has said this from the beginning, you have access to all of creation, to all information. You have access, you are that powerful. And I inform my creations with the awareness of perfect forgiveness. Remember, forgiveness is not saying, oh, you did something bad, I'm letting you off the hook. It's a self-forgiveness that I've chosen to see something other than the way it truly is. I've chosen to see separation. That's what forgiveness is really about. It's a self-forgiveness, a remembering. It's an awareness. Perfect forgiveness, perfect peace, and the fulfillment of love with a capital L. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of space and time, fear arises not within me. This is a nice little ode to the verse in the Bible. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of space and time. That can seem so scary that can seem to be dangerous and threatening. Fear arises not within me because I'm anchored in truth. I know what and who I am. For all good things are in my safekeeping, all good things. There's lots of kind of um, words that, and phrases that show up in the, in the Bible. I'm not a Bible expert, I don't really know it. I couldn't quote, you know, like from John 3, I don't even know what John 3, 16 is, but you see it all over the place. But I'm sure if I read it, I'd be like, oh, that's what that is. So for all good things are in my safekeeping, this idea that our real treasure is within us, in our consciousness, in our being, not in the things that we have, not in the world. All good things are in my safekeeping, stored where moth and dust cannot corrupt. They're not of the world. It's in our consciousness, where thieves cannot break in to steal. One of my declarations in the morning is I am pure consciousness. 
infinite and eternal. Nothing true can be taken from me. So I'm not afraid. Now, my human self can get afraid, but when I remind myself and rest into the truth and feel these truths and declare these truths and create these experiences inside of myself, I'm not afraid. And that takes practice. That takes showing up over and over and over again. And that's okay. It's what time is for. It's why you're listening to this podcast. You want to be part of an energy of a community of people that are also committed. Because most people are not. And that's okay. We can be the light. Maybe be the way shower for them without even having to say a word. Here alone is the treasure that I seek no longer because I have found here alone, within you. It's not out there. It never was, it never will be. Because there really is no out there. There's only consciousness extended out, expressed, expressed. But it's all, the, the, the cause is source within you, is your own consciousness. So here alone, there's nowhere else. Because there is nowhere else. It's all within you. Here alone within is the treasure that I seek no longer because I have found. Jeshua has been inviting us to shift from an identity of seeker. And you hear people say this all the time. I'm a seeker. I'm a seeker. I'm a seeker. Well, you're always seeking. And Jeshua saying, if you're always seeking, then it's always something out there that you're seeking. You're looking for. If you find it, if you find something, you're not seeking it anymore. And so Jeshua is inviting us to identify, to claim the truth that, that I am love. I am Christ love. I have found this. It's here now. I'm stepping into it. I'm claiming it. I'm being it. I don't need to wait for anyone's permission. I don't need for some ritual or rite from some man or woman in a cloth robe in an institution in some building to, to declare me divine. It's done. It was done the moment you were loved into existence. Be a finder. And if it it feels fake, that's okay. It only feels fake to your brain. It doesn't feel fake to your heart. To your heart, it's true. Your heart knows. It reminds me of the the lyrics to um, Amazing Grace. Once I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. But you find yourself. No one can do it for you. This is the good news. Find yourself because you lost yourself in a way. So you find yourself. And Jeshua is giving us the breadcrumbs, giving us a way to come find ourselves. But he can't do it for us, nor does he want to. That would be so disempowering. But messages, signs, inspiration, love, yes, yes, and yes. All of that is yours and more always, but it's you who must pass through the eye of the needle. It's you who must work through, heal through, love yourself through the misunderstandings that you've held in your mind, that you've bought into, that you've created, and it's okay. Love yourself. Don't judge yourself. You're doing great. You're exactly where you need to be on your journey. There's no, you're not doing it wrong. You couldn't even if you tried. It's all part, the Holy Spirit instantaneously uses everything 
for healing and love and awakening and joy. Everything, even the hard things, immediately. Love you guys. Thanks for being a part of this journey with me. We're doing it every day, a little bit at a time. Have an amazing day. If you get value from this podcast, like, subscribe, share with a friend, give us a good review with some words if you can. Uh, Send me an email, hello, at Revelation Breathwork. Just say hi, I'm listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.